This is Michael Govier for the First Day Podcast. My co-host, Leanne Hello, and myself welcome you into another episode. We try to do the best we can here. We keep it real, genuine, authentic, and open. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, please email the show, firstdaypod at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on all standard issue social media platforms anytime you feel like it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about shame. Shame is riddled with confusing feelings. And we're going to talk about where it comes from, why we let ourselves get into these routines that cause negative returns, and what we can do about it when shame strikes in the worst possible moments. We hope you enjoy this latest episode of The First Day Pod. How's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you doing, Mike? All right. I'm, p- I'm pissed and I'm a baby and wham, wham, wham. Life goes on. This is what shame's all about, you know? <laughs> is it? Is it? I don't think this actually is what shame's all about, but shame is something you feel because you feel bad about something that you sh- shouldn't feel bad about or that you feel disappointed or frustrated about yourself or you feel you're better than that. I don't know. What is it? Mm, I looked it up. And what is it? So it is the definition of shame is a painful emotion caused by conscious consciousness of guilt, shortcomings, or impropriety. Anyway, Um, so it's when you feel like you're not measuring up or when you feel guilty about a behavior that, you know, shouldn't have happened. Mm Um, you know, shouldn't have happened. Oh, who's to say that? Uh, okay. So that's not part of the definition, right? You're right. I'm glad you're calling Uh, me out on that. So, um, because I read that somewhere else, but I don't think the word shouldn't, um, crud. Anyway, I had it open and then I closed things up because I like when you're on here and you're like, and it's all on like your computer screen and stuff. Normally, I like print things out and make notes for myself. But I was like, no, I can do this digitally like Mike does. No, I can't because it's gone now. I don't know. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Somehow I lost. Somehow I lost like... um, two of my windows and now I can't like go back to them because they're like when I go back it's nothing is there so anywho anyway so shame yeah I think it's it's more of the feeling or the emotion of feeling like you um like you've you're recognizing that you have guilt over something so guilt either over a behavior or an action or even a feeling. I feel like that's more of what it is. So if we can figure out those, um, then we won't feel shame. And people can go through like doing things that maybe they wish they hadn't, but not necessarily feel shame over it. So mm-hmm. shame is more of like a byproduct of other things as opposed to like you're just going to feel it and there's no getting out of it. 
No. Really? I think so. That's interesting. I think so. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of things that like I do that I feel, um, I, I will regret and not regret, but like, yeah, I guess regret. Like I'll wish that I hadn't done it or I wish I would have acted in a different way or I wish whatever, but then I don't really have shame around certain things, you know? Um, Hi, Ed. Hey, what's up, Ed? How you doing? Josh. Hello, Josh. Hey, Josh. Josh. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, first day pod, we're talking about shame and mental health and how you feel about things and, you know, what's going on in your life. So if there's anything on your mind you want to talk about, feel free to just throw it out there. It's wide open. Um, you know, we took last week off probably for dumb, some dumb reason. That's not legitimate. And then... Week before that, we had Emily Rooker on, so we hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't seen that show, go back and check that one out. Emily was really good. She's a great musician. She's very open and honest, too, and she's going to come back on the show again sometime soon. She really had a good time. We had a great time talking to her, so hopefully you caught that one. And if you didn't, they're all on our YouTube channel, and you can like the video. You can subscribe. We're still trying to get to 100 subscribers, so if anybody cares about mental health at all, maybe tell somebody about it and... Have them subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't understand why we can't grow, but we seem not to grow. So uh, I'm just going to keep asking. But, you know, it's a giant world out there. And there's 80 billion people doing 80 different podcasts with 80 different streams. And how are you supposed to decide what's best for you and what you want to focus your time on? I don't know. All I know is it only takes a moment to hit the subscribe button. So just hit that sub button, and then you're part of the channel. and It'll notify you whenever we go live or we have a new video. So... You know, there's no shame in that. Right. Ed oh, says, to me, okay. shame is a result of several feelings that lead to feeling I am bad. Guilt is not as big because it only means I did something bad. Guilt is not as big because it only means I did something bad. So shame is worse than guilt. Shame versus guilt. It probably would have been a better uh, title for the episode. Yeah. Ed should have titled it. <laughs> He should be our producer or something. <laughs> yeah, it should be our producer. So. so I don't know. I just I'm not myself today. I feel very annoyed and disappointed because of stupid things I put my life into. And if you put your life into things that aren't positive forces in your life, you probably shouldn't be involved in them. And that's something I learned today. You know, why put yourself into situations that are going to bring shame, sadness, uh, pain, frustration, disappointment? You don't want to be a part of those, but that's what happens in life too, though. You can't control all the outcomes. So if things don't go your way, you have to be willing to accept that what you choose to do might not work out. If you choose to go gambling at the casino and you lose money, you have to accept the fact that you'll lose. You can't just assume you're going to win. We are not all omnipotent we we're not going to get everything right and we're not going to win every time we can't have it always go our way that's not how life works either and that's really repetitive rhetorical stuff but i think a lot of us deep inside we don't really admit that either like oh it should have worked out or and if it doesn't work out accept it come on leanne talk you're on the show too 
You didn't even. Okay. <laughs> I'm letting I'm, you talk. I'm doing all the talking here. Come on. You are. This is this is a good I'm one to be for carrying you. the load here. Why? Why? Anyway, so Ed, I was reading what Ed was saying, and he was saying that shame means that I am bad. So this is this is a really easy way of explaining what I was trying to say. So thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. Shame means that I'm bad. That's the feeling of I personally am a bad person. And then guilt is I did something bad. So if you can have guilt over doing something or not doing something or saying something and not saying something, but then you don't associate that with your worth, then there's no shame attached to it. Is that what you're trying to say, Ed? Because I feel like feel like that's really where it is. We can have guilt. And even at that, I feel like I feel like guilt is kind of like the cousin of shame. It's just like the quieter cousin. So you still guilt, you still have this kind of feeling like I shouldn't have done that, where if you just recognize that like we make the best decisions we can with what we've got when we've got it and where we're at. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I'm learning this year is that like, yeah, thinking back to like past things. Yeah, I now wish I hadn't done that, but I was functioning at a different level. And so we always try to do what is best. And even if we know that we're doing, even though we know that sometimes we know what we're doing is not the best decision, we're still making that conscious decision. So obviously we've got something, we're in some sort of a um, place in our life that that's where we're at, you know? So you don't, you're not functioning at your ideal even if you think you're being conscious at making the decision. Does that make sense? And then as we yeah. grow, then we look back. It's like when we're 20s and we're doing a whole bunch of stupid stuff and it's just like you're making decisions, but you're not making decisions with any sort of like huge wisdom because at that point you don't have a lot, a whole lot of experience. Hi, Tammy. Remember hey. Tammy? I told you she subscribed to this when I was down in Georgia. Yeah. Good to see you, Tammy. Thanks for coming by. Uh, tell your friends about it. Have them sub to the channel on YouTube or Facebook Live. I assume it looks like you're on Facebook Live, Tammy. Tammy is, uh, what is she? I don't know what she is to me, but she's. Uh, is she Rebecca's grandma? cousin or sister? No, that's her mom. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. All right. She looks fantastic. Um, she is. Thanks for stopping by, Tammy. Good to have you here. So you're, no, I don't know how far that goes. I don't understand what that means. My sister-in-law's mom. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that, about, I don't know. How about a joke? That... You want a joke? Sure. Ed says, totally true. A popular joke I said so much is that I believed it was, if not, I believed it was, if, if it, it was, was not, not for, for bad, bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. But one event that did not go my way does not mean I'm a failure. Amen. Amen. Of course not. Yeah, if it doesn't go your way, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means things didn't work out for you. Mm -hmm. Not all variables are in control of each individual, and they can be changed by other people. Other people dictate a lot, and things can be 
altered by forces that are beyond anyone's control. So if you are disappointed and you feel like, you know what, I'm living in shame because I'm unhealthy. Well, some of that is maybe your fault or it, some of it's not though. Some of it is the product of the environment you live in. But all, it's, some of it's the learned behaviors of the food that you ate or the feelings that you had, which led to a decision to eat something. There's a lot of different things that go into it. And it's not just, I chose this. It's not an A or B situation. It really isn't. It's more complicated than that. You know, The unconscious mind is working with the conscious mind in concert, but they're also working against each other. And they create all of these outcomes. And it's really frustrating for me. I mean, I want to take care of myself, but I've learned behaviors that I unconsciously just do. They're just repetitive behaviors that I I know that I'm doing them, but I'm not actively thinking about it. Even if I question it for a minute, I'll just keep doing it anyway. So it's, uh, I am eating this. This is bad for me. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But then like... You can only say that so many times before you just start to ignore it and you keep doing it. And then on your deathbed, when you're dying from diabetes or cancer or heart disease or whatever it was because you ate poorly or I ate poorly, and then I'll be like, boy, I really wish I hadn't done that. But you're going to die anyway, so maybe I'll think, hey, you know, oh, well, I was going to die no matter what, so maybe it was out of my control. This is what happens in the mind all day. Yes. So how do you make any sense of that? Well, I think it's a good like intro or segue into our book club. So this book right here, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, I know it's going to sound like really silly, um, but I can't wait till you get through it because this last part of the changing or becoming aware of your old self that you want to change, it's exactly what you're talking about is that sometimes we're just like, we've been a certain way for so long that we just are, it's, it's automatic pilot. It's like when you go to work every day and now you've driven that same route so many times, if you start that route going to a friend's house, but it just so happens to be along the way of work, I don't know about you, but I know that I've done this, that like you end up at work, even though that's not where you're headed because your subconscious has totally just taken control and put you into that pathway of what you were doing. It's the same thing with when we're doing any of these kind of behaviors, they just become a part of us. And so we're not even questioning it. So when my, you were saying like, you know, I don't even question it. I don't even realize I'm doing it or I'll even talk about it, but my actions are still there. That's what the last part of this whole book is all about. The last couple of weeks that we've been doing this week is huge. Um, and it's all about becoming aware of those thoughts and those feelings and those behaviors, who you're being, and then really doing the work. And that's why most of us don't want to do it because it's, it's work we have to do. And Ed could probably chime in because I know that he's done a lot, way more than I have, a lot of this inner work. And so you figure out, all right, and you take responsibility. That's another big thing that nobody wants to talk about. But taking responsibility of where you're at and not to shame it and not to say that it was your fault. But if we don't take responsibility then we're going to just, we can use anything else as a scapegoat. But you, if you decide, okay, this is who I want to be, 
then you can make the changes to become that person. And even, even in illness, we can still make better choices. You know, I'm, I do the same thing that I know that there's, you know, certain things that I shouldn't be doing for my health. I know that it's a bad decision. Cheese is one of them. It sounds really ridiculous, but it has a very big health. Yeah, it has a very big negative on my health. And yet I still eat it and then I still binge on it and I still do all of these things, even though I know that I shouldn't be doing it. But it's once you sit down and you say, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who do I want to be? And and making those choices. But it's, I don't know, responsibility, I think, is a big thing. And shaming ourselves over it is almost like a, um, that's like the scapegoat. Like it's, you're just passing it off to shame and it's, you're not taking responsibility. Passing it off to shame, not taking responsibility. Huh. Yeah. That sounds like a problem. Well, it is, but we all do it. But if we're in a, okay, so what does this have? Hello, Ed. Responsibility is huge. Remembering the responsibility has nothing to do with blaming. Okay. You know that? Remembering the responsibility. It's hard not to bounce back and forth on both mindsets, Mike. Yeah, I hear you, Josh. Uh, I was for my little ramble I did like six minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Ed says, for me, when I believed I was a victim, it often led to me feeling shame. Working on self-esteem and my worth has almost eliminated my feeling of shame. Beautiful. That's great, Ed. Good for you, buddy. Responsibility is huge. Remembering the responsibility has nothing to do with blaming. Remembering the responsibility has nothing to do with blaming. That's a good one. I had to read it over again. Did you get that? No. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us here on the First Day Pod. I'm glad you're all here. It's Sunday night. We do the show every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Always, as far as I know, we might miss one or two weeks a year, but we probably do 50 shows a year. We really do. So uh, we try to help. We try to help ourselves. Uh, We learn from others because you guys comment and share your thoughts. We also work through our own stuff during the process of the show. So in the process of shame, we learn to love ourselves once again. So let's all shame ourselves right now. No, No, let's all shame ourselves right now and then learn to love ourselves again. Let's start fresh. Let's let's shame it out and now (laughs) let's start to love each other again. Ready? I think everybody's done enough shame. Well, okay, fine. You want to do that? We can do that. But I think everybody has already like... We've all narrowed down our shame, and I think we're really good at that. So I think we can kind of focus on where we want to be. Oh. No? Well, are you done with shame? I feel like I've gone, I've done a lot. I I still fall into it, but I feel like I get out of it a lot quicker now. Hmm. Well, you know me better than I do. How'd you do that? No, I don't know you. I mean, I... I love you and I'm dating you, but I don't know you. Yeah, I feel like um, becoming aware of our feelings and what we're doing. um, And I've said this on the show before, but like having ourselves, like having an actual relationship with ourselves, even if that like talking to ourselves, we talk to ourselves all day, but we're not very friendly with ourselves. So I feel like 
really becoming aware of the relationship that we have with our own being, I think has helped a lot because I'm, I'm more aware of the words that I'm using when I'm talking about myself to myself. Um, and it's not fair. Okay. So what is, what does Ed have to say? Oh, Josh, Josh says, can you, am I able to pull things up on here or no? No. Josh really appreciates the podcast. Thank you, Josh. That is so sweet. We yeah, really Josh. appreciate that you're here. Yeah, you know, we're glad that you come you. as often as you do. So 8 p.m. Sunday nights, Easter time, always available. Being present is awareness. Thanks, Mom. Mm -hmm. Ed says, for example, my food addiction is a disease. It's not my fault. I did not ask to be an addict. And recovering from my addiction is my responsibility. I have the power to change. There we go. That's beautiful. Well, I mean... Your food addiction is a disease is I'm not going to sit here and debate that right now. So we'll just go with that premise for now. Uh, the foods that we eat are not really foods. They're substances. As uh, my brother Matt likes to say, they're food like substances. <laughs> and that stuff is addictive. So it's not our faults that we get addicted to a food supply that is filled with trash. Is it? Is it our fault? Some of you might want to debate that, but we're not here to debate that. We're just here to delineate between why it is that we are feeling the way we do when we carry out actions that we think are against our own self-interest. That's what this and, is about. And I think the the whole thing is, and this is going to sound like a probably like a very like, oh, she's got the answer for everything. Oh there, this is very difficult. Yeah, it's you're not going to you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but it doesn't matter. So. The whole thing is, is that we can, there is a place, there is a place for us to be looking back on our past and looking back at the things that we've done and looking back at what caused us to feel the way that we feel and the trauma that we've had and all of that. There is absolutely a place for it. It does absolutely help to kind of frame where we're at now. But ultimately, how long do we want to sit in that when we can be, just like your mom said, being present is awareness. And we have to like realize at a point, all right, you know what? I've thought about it enough. I've shamed myself enough. I've, you know, berated myself enough. Where do I want to be? And how do I want to spend the rest of my life knowing that it may be tomorrow it may be a year, it may be 10 years, it may be 30 years, who knows how long we have. What do you want to spend your time? Who do you want to be? And if we spent more time thinking about the future than we did thinking about the past, then I feel like a lot of us would be able to help a lot of our, the the smaller mental health issues that we're working with. Um, but thinking about a ideal future, like our ideal self, that's what the key is. And I'm not saying that if when it comes to mental health, we're not doctors. I'm nowhere near being educated in this realm. Um, so there are things that are chemically imbalanced and they need, you know, they need medication and, and you need different things. But there's a lot of the things that we would be able to if we had a brighter idea of what our future could be. Mm -hmm. then we could live into that. And the pandemic has shown it, that people were in so much fear about what the future looks like, about what the next month looks like. And it 
it really hurt a lot of us. But if we had more of a looking for the optimism of it and looking for what we can do for our ideal self, looking at it like, oh gosh, we're going to be locked down for another month. Great. Okay. I can really take a handle on my health. I'm going to work out at home. I'm going to, okay, you know what? This is, I've been talking about wanting to, you know, catch up on reading. And I always say I don't have enough time. Great. For the next month, I'm going to catch up on all that. Like if we had a better way of looking at our future and our ideals and what we want to live into and then lived into that, I think we would have a lot less mental health. Again, that's just my opinion. We'd have less mental health? Don't we always have mental health? Uh, we'd have, uh, yeah, so um, more stable maybe mental health, maybe a more optimistic or I don't want to say better, but better in some circumstances because I know I went – I went to some pretty not nice places mentally through this that I couldn't handle. And it was, and if, when you really think back, because hindsight is, what is it? 2020? Is that what the saying is? That is correct. Yes. Um, you can see what it was. It was blatantly clear. What is that? Piece of gum. Oh God. You're so (laughs) gross sometimes. Oh, I'm always gross. I'm a terrible human being. You are not a terrible human being. You just do some gross things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that makes me terrible. I am a terrible human being and I don't deserve to host this show anymore. How about that? Is that how you feel? No, I just, I'm willing to accept whatever the punishment is. That's the thing about shame. Shame will make you more readily accepting of punishment quite easily. How do we change shame then? You can't. It's hopeless. My, Isn't it? It's not? No, it's not. Uh, Ed says, another example is my trauma was not my fault. And doing the work to heal is my responsibility. That is correct. That's a, that's a good one. Trauma like that, uh, events that happened to you that were completely out of your control, that caused massive psychological pain and um, long-term damage that you try to work through. Yeah. That's a good point. Good call, Ed. I like that. That's a good example mm-hmm. of something that is just totally out of your control, but you do have to, you have to take some responsibility for the fact that it's happening to you. You don't have to take res- responsibility for the fact that it happened, but that it is happening to you. You know, Just like we're learning to say on this show forever now, we don't say what's wrong. We say, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Josh says, many times it's easier to shame ourselves than to build ourselves up. Many times we shame ourselves when we attempt to do what is best for ourselves. How do we shame ourselves by trying to do better for ourselves? How do we do that? Do you know how to do that? Shame ourselves and build ourselves up. Many times we shame ourselves when we... In the attempt to try to improve your own situation, you end up shaming yourself further. Because maybe you try to make something better and then it doesn't work. And then you are filled with more shame because you failed. I could see that happening. Yes, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Or shaming yourself of how did I let myself get to this point? That's not helpful. Josh says, Leanne, yeah. it is harder for many people to find the light side of difficult situations. But good for you. He's happy see, for you. Yes, Josh and I You're agree. not like everybody else. Yes, and Josh, I totally agree. And I do understand that it's difficult. However, 
the option is there. And that's why I feel like we need to do whatever we need to do in order for us to get there. So like it may take more for certain people, like, and for everybody, like on, for me, certain days I can just wake up and feel like, great, anything is possible. And then there's other days that I can wake up and I'm like, nope, I need to fill my head. Like I need to fill it with podcasts and, you know, motivational things. And Mike has heard it that in the, if I'm having a day that I'm just like, I know I need that, then it's, you know, while I'm in the shower and while I'm getting ready, it's just like motivation, motivation, motivation. So it's, you need to figure out, I really do think that it's a matter and it's, it's not easy. It is so difficult, so difficult, but worth it to figure out where we want to be. Yeah. Okay. So are we done, Mike? What's happening over there? I'm listening to you talk. He knows I'm squirrel. It's so so difficult to be where you want to be. It's difficult to recognize where we want to be, like to really sit down and think about what that looks like and then really be objective about what do I need to do to get there and who do I need to like to be there. Putting yourself first is not always easy. That's what Tammy says. Amen, Tammy. It's not. I just had a conversation. I just had a conversation um, with a friend of mine that's got a kid. And she was like, oh, I just don't have the time for this. And I just, you know, I know that I need to spend more time on me. And I'm like, can you just do it for your child then? Like just whatever you feel like you want to be doing, then just tell yourself that you're doing it for your child. And because you would make the time. We make the time. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I know every mom that's in my life, my mom, my friends, They make the time that if the child is sick, if the child needs them, if the child runs in, if we're having a Zoom and we're supposed to have just like a nice like half hour and they come in, that's the priority. And that's as it should be. But you should also be your own priority. It's that whole when you're in an airplane, if it's going down and the masks come on, you give yourself oxygen before you can give your child oxygen because otherwise you're not going to be there to be able to do that for them. And so we need to, Tammy, you're absolutely right. It's always easier for us to be doing things for other people, but it's so important for us to do for ourselves. Yes, it is. Josh clarifies on a great statement. By the way, we're getting a tremendous amount of input from you guys. Thank you for... <laughs> Thank you. Participating in the live stream and the live chat. Anybody can do it. Anybody, anywhere, whatever you want to say something, just comment and we'll put it up. We'll talk about it. If you don't want to, you could just always email the show, uh, firstdaypod at gmail.com if you prefer, or you can DM us privately on your favorite social media platform. Josh says, some people feel shame for doing things for themselves. The mindset could be shameful because they're being selfish in a way that they think is trying to better themselves. This is... This is the big one. Yeah, I've felt this before. It's like, well, I'm going to do something for me for once because I never do anything for me. But then I'm going to feel bad about it because I should have been helping someone else. Or am I helping myself too much when I should be helping others? This is an eternal debate that happens for millions of humans across the globe every day, Leanne. You're the worst at that ever. Yeah, but I'm I'm starting to get better at it. Today, I... I spent quite a few hours just not doing anything that I like I had on my to-do list and doing things for other people. I just spent time 
just being. Um, and I did like I was or well, just being just being me. So I was organizing things and doing that kind of no, stuff. But that was. But, no. Yeah. OK, so Mike doesn't understand this. That's peaceful for me. So. <laughs> no, I understand that. That is peaceful. That's fine. Yeah. So but there were other things that I should have or could have been doing, I guess. But um, I just want to reread what. Yeah. And OK, so here's the whole thing, too, is that. A lot of the stuff, and by the way, just FYI, now that um, Mike has his new watch, when he's looking down at the time, he's actually not looking at the time. He gets like notifications for everything in his life now on his watch, and he just gets like squirreled down to it all the time. Yeah, it's very fancy. It's very nice. Yeah, Yoshi scratched it. Thanks a lot, Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi. You always remember. Um. Oh, and the other thing, if you guys are listening in our, or watching this in the replay in YouTube, you can comment and we'll comment back um, after. So even if it's not live, please oh, yeah. feel free to comment while you're watching it um, you and want. let us know what you're thinking. You know, obviously it won't be in real time, but we'll definitely get back to you. Um, right. Yeah, the mindset, that's 95% of all, everything is all mindset, our our health, our wealth, our peace, our all of it is all mindset. So bravo, Josh, like even just being aware of that, like being aware that you have shame for wanting to do more for yourself, like that's the first step that then you can be like, oh, okay, well, why do I have shame about that? How would I try it and not be shameful and just anyway, so let's go on. We have more comments. Go ahead. What? What's wrong? Nothing. Go ahead. Why'd you stop talking? Because I can't put the things up. You're whistling. So oh, wait, I whistled for like a split second. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> was, that really was weird. I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry. Clearly, I was making a great point that everybody no! really cared about. <laughs> I wasn't. Anyway, move on. Let's go. I, I feel think Josh gets right it. Now. I feel very I feel shame. I'm so grateful for everybody that's on here and commenting. And I'm also super grateful, especially for you, Josh, to be able to like call me out on stuff so we can have a deeper conversation about this. This That's what's really important about these conversations, not just being like, oh, yeah, OK, I agree. Tell like, let's talk and have that conversation. OK, so what does Michelle have to say? Okay, Overcoming food like substances that are. The real cause of food addiction is not easy. The food companies put chemicals in the packaged foods to addict you. Similar to quitting smoking. If you really want to stop, you have to do whatever it takes. Not easy at all. But when we take responsibility for ourselves, it can be done. Yay. Yes. Yes. Josh yes. says it takes work. But understanding that if you can't better yourself, you can't be helpful to others. Yeah. you can't better yourself, you can't be helped to others. Uh, I mean... You can still be helped others if you can't better yourself. It's okay. You don't have to make it an absolute like that. You know, if you're not able to help yourself, you could still offer yourself in any way that possibly could be of use to others. So, however, okay, I will tell you that I have seen this happen a lot of times. Don't. Yes, you can do that, but you will burn out. You don't take care of yourself. You will burn out or your body will burn out, one or the other. Something burn is going to happen, and then you're not going to be able to take care of people when you get to that point. 
So you will, and maybe, or maybe you can, and you're grasping at straws and it's not looking good. And people are feeding into that and saying, oh, well, that's okay. Like that's the way she is. So I'll just be that way too. So I completely agree 100% with, yeah, Josh agrees. Wonderful. Um, Yes, because it is true. Nothing is an absolute, but what he says, there's so much merit to that. Total. Totally. Totally. Uh, oh, and Tammy says true too. You get a lot of agreement there. Well done, Leanne. See, it's people Josh. agree with you. Just make you feel less shame or more shame. It's Josh. I feel no nothing. That's Tammy too. Yes. No, but I'm saying they're they're saying they're agreeing to what Josh said. Self care is essential to any healthy lifestyle. It's more than what we put in our bodies. That's right, Mom. You got to take care of yourself. So. Yes. Self-care is important. Self-care is the new phrase, the new terminology that we use now. So it sounds better because self-help got ruined apparently. But self-care is cool. So make sure if you ever want to sound cooler, use self-care. But if you use self-help, people will think you're lame. I'm just trying to help you guys be cool out there. So that's what we do here on the First Aid Pod. I'm Michael Govier. She's Leanne. Hello. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at MJGovier if you want. That's where I do most of my business. Uh, Leanne, you know, don't she's... follow me anywhere. Just first day pod is fine on Twitter. Yeah, she doesn't like to connect online, but she loves to connect in real life. She's <laughs> really good at that. So if you want to connect with her in real life, give her a call. Come by her house. Their address is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, no, it's really easy to find anyone's address now, so it's not like a secret. Anyways. Oh, gosh. Can... What are you doing? Did you know you could? Yeah, I could. Yes. Okay. Move on, please. Well, I'm just saying it's yes. common knowledge now. It's not like yes. people try to keep that stuff secret. Like people, you don't know my phone number. You don't know my address. Mm-hmm. It's 2021, dude. Get a clue. Yeah, I know. But with the last name of hello, you like try to like hope that you can stay like somewhat away from it. Why? People still, I don't know why people still prank call. I like, are there not more fun things to do now? It was like when we didn't have the internet, that's what we did. But like you guys have the internet, so go do something else. Oh, okay. Mike, this is true, but it may cause more shame to yourself. Okay. Well, something to think about. Thanks, Josh. I I appreciate your opinions. I appreciate everyone chiming in. It's been very helpful today. And, uh, you know, the show not only helps one another, but it also provides a platform for everyone to speak their minds. We don't censor anybody and whatever you want to say, of course, you know, without being cruel, hopefully, within reason, you're welcome to share it on this show. Right, Leanne? Absolutely. Yay! Well, you guys help me out. I feel I feel better now. You know, we're having a conversation. We're getting all this stuff out. We're thinking about the shame and the sadness and the pain that we dump on top of ourselves because we don't realize we're fallible human beings. If you realize that you're fallible, then you'll realize that shame might be less in your life because you're not going to have such high expectations. Shame, Ooh. disappointment, and frustration could really lead to a lot a lot in that arena because we expect so much from ourselves. You can still accomplish things, be ambitious, but you have to realize that, you know, that's why they say if you go into a movie with lower expectations, you might end up liking it more because the expectations are so low. So if you just keep your expectations simple and expect that just as much as you are likely to succeed, it's just as possible that you won't. And people don't like to admit that. And people who are optimists say, oh, it's all going to work out for me. And I have to imagine it. I have to envision it. That's, I think you put yourself 
on a terrible platform because you could fall off the edge pretty quickly because you're not accepting. It's one thing to have optimistic expectations that you constantly strive for and shoot for, and there's no other way. It's got to be that one way. But if you're not honestly internally, so this is where you never know because people aren't right. going to share with you. Right. If you're not honestly inside saying, boy, I really, I, I'm not accepting of the other outcome that might happen here. That's where you're going to find real issues for yourself. And that's why shame will start to accrue again and again, Leanne. It will. It's not good. It's not good for any. It's not good for you. And it's not good for the people you care about, the people you live with, because it'll feed into everything. All this negative energy and shame is something that results in a lot of negative habits, too. Addiction yeah. is huge in shame, unfortunately. You know, everybody I ever saw at rehab. All those people, we were all dealing with shame, a lot of shame. And it wasn't, it could have been stuff that happened to us. Like Ed said earlier, it could have been, people were abused. You know, they felt really ashamed about that. So they used. They needed to dull the pain or they wanted to avoid the pain entirely. So they used, but it wasn't their fault. But they had shame anyways. Shame can happen to you without any rhyme or reason necessarily having to do with yourself at all. But there you are mm -hmm. sitting in it. Mm -mm. Shame is all. 100% your responsibility. Sh the shame is absolutely 100% in your control. That I'm I'm completely sure of. Hmm. Well, that's the not things true. the things that the things that may have happened that you're attaching shame to are not necessarily your responsibility or ne not necessary, but you attaching shame to it 100% your responsibility and your choosing whether that's conscious or subconscious or unconscious or whatever it is 100% you so it can 100% be changed well it can be changed of course but no it's 100% you though the actual action of whatever it is has zero shame zero anything attached to it it's what we decide to put on that we decide that we shouldn't have been in that situation. We decide that we should have done it differently. 100%. Yes. Go ahead. Tell me how no, that's wrong. But you're missing, you know, shame comes from learned behaviors from parents and others who, who but they're created learned. that shame in the first place. But they're learned behaviors and we are the ones that learned them. So if they're not serving us, if we're if they're not serving us, it's up to us. It's our responsibility to unlearn that. Yeah. So it's one hundred percent the point. So it's not one hundred percent about you, though. It is. I get the I get the conditioning. You're saying about. you're not going to fix it by yourself either, though. No, no, you're not going to fix it. Period. Frankly, fixing is a dumb word. Poor word usage. Sorry, folks. You're not going to understand it and learn acceptance of your shame by yourself, most likely. Okay. So you might identify it, but you're not going to move anywhere in a direction that will be useful with the shame. Okay. So let's see what's hopping up here. Okay. 
Let's go. So you're what does Josh face. have to say? What's that face you're making? I like that face. The face your- is, I'm going to stop talking because I want to see what other people, because I can see, I got to get out of this actually. I got to go back to this where I can't see the comments because I'm watching everything come up, but I'm not reading it, but I'm like, ooh, people want to say something. So please. Josh okay. says, celebrating small victories and finding the light in a dark place is hard. However, it's good for the mental so health. Mm-hmm. It yeah. also says, shame could be programmed from a young age. Yes. Tammy says, you are correct, Josh. But Tammy also says, Leanne makes a good point. Good job, Leanne. In the end, Josh says, it is like trying to take an old dog and change its behaviors, Leanne. See? No. Oh, and Danielle's here. Great and timely topic for me. Thank you for talking about it. Hey, you feel some shame right now, Danielle? I know you are. I am too. Hi. Okay, so the old dog, I get it. I understand that. But it's not the same because we're we're evolved from we're not a dog. So we can learn. We I am can, not a dog. We can reprogram. So we have that ability as humans. That's what makes it so exciting. So, yeah, Josh, I I agree that it's difficult. Everything. It's all very difficult, but it's up to us to be able to put ourselves in the situation around the right people listening to the things like with the internet here's here's the deal too anybody that says that they're not staying on the internet and like feeding their brain with stuff on the internet i mean if you're not and that's the truth good for you but a lot of us are but it's not with the right stuff and so if we spend even just a portion of the time that we're feeding our mind with garbage and with the the bad mindsets that we've all been conditioned to to agree with and we we spent that time reprogramming reprogramming ourselves it would be easier it just it just would be and it's like it's challenge yourself challenge yourself that you start the morning with half an hour of just listening only to good messages even if they're just messages that you put into your phone about what you want your ideal life to look like And you only do that, no news, no internet, no phone, no nothing. Or just spending the first half hour playing with your kids instead of getting your kids ready to go to school and everything's hectic. And spend time in being aware. I'm telling you, you do it for for the month, you're going to see change. You're just going to because it's all what we're feeding ourselves. Go ahead. There's more coming up. It still is difficult and not an absolute. You cannot use the word always in that situation. Many times we take it halfway out the other side. You're right. Thank you, Josh, because I do use always probably too. I do use absolute still. Oh, honey. And I, I do want to get better in that because I do still use like never, always. Yeah. And you're right. There's, there's nothing that's an absolute. Other than we're, we're all going to die. Right. Yay! We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I want to live with you first before that happens, hopefully. so. Well, the um, way things are going, you're never going to die. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Great. You know, your self-perception has a lot to do with shame. Sometimes shame will strike you passionately and cruelly. Because we see ourselves one way, or at least we hadn't thought about how we saw ourselves until a moment strikes us with the reality of who we are versus how we imagined ourselves 
to the rest of the world. And that can really be painful. It could cause a lot of inner turmoil. You may see yourself as a very capable person when it comes to being there. And then something happens to somebody. Somebody uh, gets in a car accident. Uh, they have to go to the hospital. They're going to be okay, but they were banged up. And uh, they called you, and you didn't answer your phone. You weren't there for them. But you were supposed to be there for them. They depended on you, and you always talked about, hey, you were going to be there for me, and then you weren't. And then you find out that, oh, no, I wasn't there when I thought I would be. Or you thought you were going to make the big catch in the game, and then you end up falling on your ass. And you're like, oh, no, I didn't make the big catch in the game. I thought I was an amazing player of that game. The reality strikes us in the face, and it can be very painful. But that perception of who you think you are or comparing ourselves to others. So this is where shame can really destroy you. The comparison of us to others, how I see myself versus how I am in the world and how others see me. And then wanting to be as cool or as athletic or as capable as other people around me. The shame will strike us in the face with the reality check that says, you know, you're not them. You're you. And that's okay. That's cool. And you need you should accept that and be happy about that. And you should really cherish and celebrate the things about you that make you you. Instead of comparing yourself to being what you thought you could have been to this other person that you hold in such high esteem. Something to think about there with shame. It's a real, real endless cycle if you let it continue and you don't have some self-awareness. You don't check in. You don't say, hey, well, what am I doing? Why? Why do I feel this way? What's going on? Josh says, remember, only the good die young, Mike. That's right, Josh, <laughs> Billy Joel. Danielle says, I agree. I was raised, I was programmed to be ashamed of myself. That's awful, Danielle. It's terrible. Yeah. And I believe it's possible to reprogram that foundation. It just takes a lot of work. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Michelle says, I think letting go of ego also helps with letting go of shame. Yeah, ego's, Boom. yeah, big time. That's a yeah. great point. All this stuff, we just cover it again and again and again. We run in circles with ego and shame and self-awareness. All these things intertwine with each other. We could have the same conversation every week where we could encapsulate every single thing that we've run into with the emotional aspect of mental health and our own internal introspective frustrations and the outworld around us. There's mirrors everywhere. We're just mirroring each other in our actions and repeating the same things that we've done a million times. But there is a better way. There's a newer way. There's a more hopeful way. There's a way to find peace. These things are all options. They are. Absolutely. But what, you know, one thing that I find very funny is like what you just said about like, oh, we just be repeating all of this stuff, all the same. That's what these conversations, that's why these conversations need to be had because these conversations, yeah, they're being repeated on our podcast and they're being repeated when you listen to anything that helps like is self-help or that is self -care. development self. Well, I mean like the books and the, okay. So that's self-care. Self yeah. Is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. So any of that kind of stuff and it's Hashtag like, well, <laughs> how much are we going to talk about it and how many books are going to be written about it? The fact of the matter is, is that like we have been programmed. So everybody was totally fine with Not like a hundred years of, you're not good enough. You're not. Oh, no, no, you weren't programmed. Okay. <laughs> I know if only everybody could be as. Yeah. Um, 
So, but that's the norm. Everybody talks about how garbage everything is and how worthless everybody is. And that's all fine. But as soon as you start like really taking care of your mental well-being or like speaking your truth or it becomes like this thing, like who do you think you are? But we just need to be doing more of it. That's it. Like this is these – that's why I don't understand – I don't understand why not not even for our podcast but I've noticed there's like for a lot of the mental health there's not as much um subscription to it and I'm wondering if it has something to do with just the fact that everybody not everybody but a lot of people feel that stigma like oh I don't want anybody to know that I'm following a mental health podcast like I feel like we should just call this like a like a self-help podcast instead of mental that's health that's even podcast. worse that's way worse no, people all like, oh, yeah, oh God, this is a self-care. What? If it was called the self-help pod, people like, oh, no, no, you can't see that in my feed. It has to be called like fun with the brain or emotional outlet. I don't know. You know, something that's like what? kind of no, hinting. I feel like there's nothing. Maybe it could just be like, we just call it the like McDonald's Our name's episode. great. First day pod. I mean, it doesn't say anything. It's just like, no, oh, it is day. great. But all I'm saying is that because it's like a mental health and people are like, oh, if I watch that, then people are going to know. I that, know like, exactly I what you mean. Yeah, I, I'm hearing you clearly. Stuff. First day pod. <laughs> anyway, First day of the rest of our lives. I just I'm the mental health forum <laughs> tonight on a very special mental health forum. Leanne, hello, sits down with Michael Gobier and they examine mental health from a new perspective tonight on. The Mental Health Forum. I love it. Oh, they'll be so disappointed when they see how not professional we are. But that, that'll be good for the first episode. That's why I love you, though. I don't want a professional woman. I want someone who's not a professional. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want either lady of the night. I just want my amateur woman. Okay. Are there any more? Has anything else popped up? No, that's it. We're good. That's the okay. show today. We did a fine job, and I want to thank myself for, uh, you know, trying to be honest about everything. One thing yes. you always get on this show is honesty. We try to keep it real. Social shame equals stig- social shame stigma. I say that three times fast. Yes, there is yes, social social shame. Social shame. Well, that's a tough one. Um. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't know. Uh, you know, give us your feedback. Send in your comments. Email the show firstdaypod at gmail.com. Let us know what's on your mind. What do you want from the show the rest of the year? You know, we got three months here: October, November, December, and twenty twenty one's in the books. Next thing you know, we'll be dead. So before that ever happens, we still got a lot of life left to live, and we're trying to live it in the the most honest and kindest and caring way possible that is not blind you know i I watched a movie today called blind spotting it was a really good movie and blind spotting is a term about you know we all have blind spots and it's hard to re to reprogram your own blind spots not like visual like your mental acuity and your brain has blind spots to certain issues in society first off like like some people don't realize that there's massive amount of oppression and racism for people who are not white in America. Like people, some people just, they just never learned that growing up. It was never part of their upbringing. Believe it or not, it is true and it does happen. So they have this blind spot and to be reprogrammed to understand that that exists and to see it on its surface every day, it takes like years 
of retraining and a whole new understanding. So think about this. In fact, maybe that's what we'll do next week. Maybe next week's episode will be called Blind Spotting, and we'll talk about that. You know, we all have blind spots, whether it's for the sister that we always kind of, I don't know, like we, we didn't give enough of our time to, or like we always just assumed they had, or a brother who always had it taken care of. We always, oh, he's got it taken care of. I don't need to worry about him. Or somebody who's got a problem or an issue or concern that's right in front of you, but it's just blind to you right in front of your eye for some reason. So we'll talk more about that. It's a fascinating topic. It really is. What do you think, Leanne? Yeah, I wrote it down. So I'll do the graphic. We'll have it done, and we'll do that next week. Yay! And then, uh, yeah, next week, and that'll be our last show before we go to Arizona. Yeah. We're going to see Danielle in person. It's Danielle's birthday. It's going to be awesome. We're going to celebrate Danielle's birthday. Isn't that nice? Yay. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And you and Danielle are going to get a couple's massage <laughs> while me and Justin and everybody else are learning about baseball stuff, which sounds terrible. I want a massage, but. Yeah, well, choices. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I just have to get over there. I'm going to throw that out there. If anybody has actually, a wave. What? No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to be a brat. Go ahead. I love you I know. I can't wait though. either, Danielle. It's Josh's birthday next week. That's right. It's not. Yay. It's Josh's birthday. It's my dad's birthday. They have Yay. birthdays next to each other, same day after day, one day after the other. Uh, yes, Danielle, we're looking forward to seeing you. But also, we're going to be in Arizona for that Sunday night in two weeks. So, yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to do the show. So, well, we could. We're going to be at the hotel Sunday night. You know how that Wi-Fi it. is. Well, we could just do it, and then just like. Let everybody know it might be choppy and horrible, and then we just don't post it on the actual audio. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that. Either way, we'll keep you guys posted on everything. Yes, massages will be awesome. And October babies are great. Okay, I guess, yeah, well, yeah. Danielle's in the club, so. September babies are better, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, so I make this, August. you know, everyone's wonderful, okay? Everybody's so birthday to... is wonderful. I try to compare. Here we go. We're comparing again. <laughs> We're creating birthday shame. That's what we got. We got birthday shame brewing here for people who weren't born in October. Come on. <laughs> uh, yes, we do have the First Day Pod book club. We're finishing up the book, and then we're going to be starting a new book, so it's not too late. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is almost done. Yes. You could join us anytime. You could just jump in the book club whenever you want. We'll send you the Zoom link. Contact us. Email the show, firstdaypod at gmail.com. And then we'll take care of the rest and you can audit. You can just kind of check it out. There's about 10 or 12 of us. We're all really great people. The next book. So we're doing it this week. And then the next week is this book, The Breaking the Habit. Um, but then after that, it's The Tao of Pooh, like Winnie the Pooh. And it is a super easy. I think it's going to be a good one, but it's an easier read. It's like a semi child's book. Um, super easy, just getting the points across and we have a free version, um, it like in a PDF. So it might be a really good, and we're only doing it, I think for two weeks. So it might be a really good, if you've been thinking about, oh, I want to do it, but I don't know that I want to commit to like, you know, like one of those big thick books or it might be a really nice way of you coming in, meeting the people and seeing if you want to do it and just be a part of a book club for two weeks. So let us know. That's a great idea, Leanne. See? Yeah. I'm proud of you. Why are you Thanks. not wearing your headphones, though? What about the headphones? I have these, but the ones that you gave me are Bluetooth, and I get nervous that I don't know how to use technology. So this is wired. These are Bluetooth. And 
Yeah, I know. But you understand if something goes wrong. If something goes wrong with me, then I was going to be like, I don't know how to do this. We're going to set that up next time. Yeah, we can do that. But for me, if I'm wired, then I know wires in. We're good. Yeah, well, that's a you got some shame around headphones and wires that we're going to have to get rid of. I don't have any shame around it. I'm quite aware that when things happen with technology, I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Well, no shame. Good. It's acceptance. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, first day pod, we're out of here. Sub- subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get us to 100 subs. Share with your friends. Share with your frenemies, even. Maybe you guys will bond over. Who knows? Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.